Prepare for your jump. Approaching King's Canyon. Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here. Welcome to Voidwalker, an Apex Legends podcast talking about everything going on in the world of the video game Apex Legends. My name is Jules the Human, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, I am Project. Project, how are the games going this week? Hey, Jules. Yeah, the games have actually been uh, quite intense. I think there's been a lot coming to light with controller players and aim assist. There's been a lot yeah, of what, uh, heat. What's all that about? Yeah, what's there's... aim assist about? I haven't touched a controller in a while. Well, so when it comes down to playing first-person shooter games, obviously controller slash console players, when aiming and working through through a first-person shooter, they will have assistance when moving the, the aim axis on the controller. So when you're looking to aim at an enemy, aim at a player, aim at PvP, whatever it is that you're playing, you'll have slight assistance with the movement of the crosshair or the cursor when you're aiming uh, either hip fire or ADS. So at the moment, well, recently, like previously, it was like the whole hacking scenario where people were complaining about hackers on PC and console and stuff within the games. Sure. Now it's kind of shifted on to aim assist. Now, recently, there was a, a 1v1 tournament that was hosted by uh, a professional uh, Apex Legends player, um, Hodsick. And mm -hmm. basically, a lot of the professional Apex Legends players within the community have now transitioned from playing mouse and keyboard to controller oh, because boy. of how strong the aim assist is at the moment so <sighs> this has been a little bit of a rustle in the nest a lot of people have been sure. complaining especially on pc because you can use controller on pc yeah. but there's been a lot of people just sort of saying how strong the aim assist is and that you know respawn and the devs need to kind of just try and calm it down slightly just weaken the aim assist so that it's not so intense there have been a couple of videos that have come to light on social media of showing you know players standing still and the crosshairs of the gun moving with the character that's in front of them the enemy that's in front of them and showing that they're not even Oof. moving the stick to aim yeah and it's still moving the crosshair and stuff like that so you know that's that's been the hot topic oh. in terms of the competitive yeah. scene this week for sure um, yeah, I mean, we've seen that before with uh, like Fortnite and stuff. I know uh, I used to be super into like Fortnite competitive and all that. And it's just a, a, a constant thing that that's that's following people around following like gaming, large gaming communities around because you want to have the advantage and you want to be or, well, I mean, you don't want just the advantage. You want to make sure it's all fair. You want to make sure that everybody's fair across the board to see who is actually the best. And when some people are like, well, you know, controller does have a lot of aim assist. And, and then, so you know, controller players are like, well, you have better movement and stuff on keyboard and mouse. And it it it's, doesn't seem to, to end no matter which game, you know, because I, I saw it mainly on Fortnite first. And now that it's making its way to Apex, I'm like, oh, no. I, can we just find a better way to do this? I don't know. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I kind of understand it. I do kind of understand it because obviously when you, especially in the competitive scene, like 
it, it's very difficult to be able to pitch up against players that genuinely are good. Like nothing taking away from people that use controller because the grind is still just as hard as if you're playing sure. on mouse and keyboard. Like I've kind of dabbled in both. I've played competitively on controller. I've I've touched on, you know, scrims and playing competitively on mouse and keyboard. It is very difficult and it is also easier on controller, I must admit. Um you know, being able to track players and track the enemy whilst you're aiming and stuff, it's a lot easier. And even with the wingman, like pinging shots with the wingman, so much easier at closer range. Like close quarter combat in Apex with aim assist is very is very strong at the moment. Sure. So mm-hmm. I, I do think, you know, if they are going to, especially with crossplay coming up, I think they kind of need to instigate to make sure that there's some sort of separate, like, set up for for controller players and console players for ranked and same for like m and k with like pc and stuff to make sure that that's yeah. kind of like separate i think there was talks that the devs potentially are doing some sort of separate tier system so that if you're on console um you categorize as a console ranked player and vice versa if you're on pc m and k you categorize as a an m and k player so i mean yeah i'd be totally fine with that yeah it kind of makes sense but yeah there was there was a lot of controversy on on social media about aim assist um you know a lot of the pros were kicking off saying oh there needs to be a separate competitive scene for controller players if they want to play controller fair enough if they want to play Oof. you know on 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 mouse and keyboard then they can learn to play mouse and keyboard and join us on the ranks in mouse and keyboard and i was like you know what like i kind of get it but at the same time they're still working just as hard they're still playing the same game yeah. they're still in the same parameter the only difference is they have aim assist that's it. They're still moving the same. They're still using the same weapons. They're still using the same legends, using the same abilities. You know, some teammates are like, they're, they're, there's very few competitive players that are on controller. But I have mm. to admit, the players that are on controller, such as Nicewig, Johnny, yeah. uh, and various others, they are goats on the sticks, regardless. And the thing is, most of these players that play competitively on controller have proven their worth playing on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, they're just good players all around. And I mean, yeah. we've seen uh, in the ALGS, I mean, there was a team that I think they won, right? They won. They were all controller players. Yeah. And then they won. And, and the, they've been making their way into, uh, you know, what used to be only MNK lobbies pretty much. So we've seen that going on. And if you have any thoughts on the whole uh, controller, aim assist, mouse and keyboard, anything at all, uh, you can email us voidwalkerpod at gmail.com voidwalkerpod at gmail.com you can talk to us about your controller or or anything about aim assist and uh, we have an email and a review to read today which is amazing so thank you so much for sending us your email and sending us uh, an apple podcast review if you would like to get an apple podcast review and we'll read it on the show and give us five stars that really helps that honestly really helps uh People fi- new people find us, and that's awesome. So we have a, an email from Gabe. It says, hi, Jules. I was on your stream under the name Motorized Cal, and I wanted to say that I really liked the episode when you guys ranked the legends. Have a good day. Well, thanks, Motorized Cal. And they did come into my stream, and that's pretty awesome. That's kind of what we want to do here, right? That's kind of like, it's super cool. You listen to us talk, and then you can reply to us in real time during our streams, um, we're always, almost always playing Apex Legends. Uh, I know Project does a lot more community community days than I do. He usually plays with viewers on Tuesdays. So if you want to play with him, you can go do that on his stream. All of our links are down in the show notes. But yeah, thank you for your email. Um, we also have 
an Apple Podcast review from Rusty Rooster 72. Hell yeah. <laughs> Got into Apex like two weeks ago and needed tips badly. Happened to stumble upon this amazing Apex podcast. Great production, great mic quality, great topics. So glad I caught this podcast early. Keep going. Rusty Rooster, thank you so much. We are going to keep going. And that was a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a review. We'll read it on the show. Thank you so much for all of the support. Um, This week, we got a pretty jam-packed one. I mean, every week, whenever we're going to do an episode, I'm always like, oh, are we going to have enough things to talk about? Is there enough going on in the world of Apex Legends? And then it does not miss. Re- responds like, all right, bet. <laughs> They're like, let's let's see what you got. So we have uh, some talk about Pathfinder, Bangalore. We got some new stuff in the item shop we're going to talk about. And then for the final circle, we're going to talk about the final, the, the, the final episode of the quest. And the epilogue, and we're going to talk about what our final season six predictions are going forward and our final thoughts about what's going to happen before stuff starts getting leaked. Maybe some more things get uh, talked about. There's like new videos that could come out and stuff like that. So we want to get our final thoughts out before anything else comes out and then we have of course uh some tips from the outlands about maps and map rotation with uh project at the end of the episode so i want to talk about this new pathfinders quest lore book with dark horse books so it's a 190 page book called pathfinders quest it's going to detail the Battle Royale character's backstory told through him interviewing other legends in the game. So he's going to be ta- interviewing the legends. It's lore. It's 190 pages. I mean, how cool is this going to be? It's already on pre-order for Amazon. Uh, hardcover. It's like $40, I think, project. Um, I want one. <laughs> I want two. Like, this just opens up the door for so many things, right? I mean, it's definitely something different. You don't really see many other games kind of releasing this type of content, especially with sure. it being a digital age. But I would really like to have something like this sat on my shelf. I'm not going to lie to you, Jules. The yeah, to have it. Yeah, just look at it and, <laughs> and be able to just yeah, and like you know, if I'm just sat there kind of dawdling one day, just you know, pick it up and have a little look again, you know. But uh, 190 pages around Pathfinder's quest. Yeah, I think so. He's it, yeah, it's going to be really cool. And it sort of situates around his backstory as well, to- told through yeah. him interviewing other legends in the game, which mm-hmm. I think is absolutely brilliant because Pathfinder, like, I'm not going to lie, his his quotes in the game and his interaction with other legends, his his talking scenarios are really good. I find that they're so cunning and witty, mm-hmm. but they're so to the point for him being like a, a you know, AI it's it's great i love it i love it i'm really looking forward to having a look at it and uh yeah yeah, if you buy two copies can i have one um i'll throw you in the raffle i'll put your name in there please do can i get like multiple tickets in the raffle what do i need to do to get multiple tickets for me for me and little one (laughs) that'd be amazing Uh, i'll throw you in the raffle yes (laughs) do it jules do it i'll throw his name in there too (laughs) <laughs> I'll throw your son's name. He could win it. No, uh, but I mean, Dark Horse has done some amazing things. They, I, I really am interested to see if there's more lore in the book that 
is not available anywhere else. Like that'll be really cool. You get some little snippets, like stuff that we got from the quests. Like we we got a lot of lore from there. We got a lot of movement progression from the story. But uh, I wonder if we're gonna get any more lore from these legends that have not been out yet. I mean, that's what I'm gonna buy it for when mm. it comes. I mean, it comes out December third. I think that's right before my birthday. So like, I I really hope there's some more info about these characters than what's already known and that would be really cool it's just like a snippet like oh this person knew this other legend before and they they're i don't know they're connected they're this is so-and-so's uncle or something yeah. <laughs> like twice removed it's like what like some crazy lore like that i would love to find out in this book uh apex legends pathfinders quest i this opens up so many doors i think for them because i've been wanting and how cool would it be to have, like, I don't know, an Apex comic book? Like, give me the 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 background stories, like, for Wraith and stuff. Give me those as, like, comic books. Like, it, it, it doesn't take a big team to make a series. Or, you know, just even the quests. The quests that we did this season, make them into cool comic books. I mean, they were all, like paragraphs you can change that and just do art for it and i would buy the comics like hell yeah they're leaving a lot of money on their table i'm just basically saying project i want them to take my money <laughs> i just, just take all, all of my money if it's not yeah. apex coins you want you want them to actually give you hard like ever like actual physical copies of coins. Yeah. i mean to be fair comic books would be decent like i really like looking at graphic novels yeah and, yeah graphic novel and going through stuff like, like seeing some of the like the statue in the fan art and stuff like that like pe some people oh, really yeah. go to town with some of the designs and you know like the characters they they look the part you know they look the part in in a comic book so if you were to pick it up and you some like even if you were to go to a comic store or wherever like we don't really have many comic books stores here in the uk but mm -hmm. you know a place where we could potentially buy comic books from you know any random person that doesn't even play the apex games there like there is a, a potential opportunity for them to even look at the comic books and be like yo these these characters look really cool and it's based yeah. on a real cool topic of being like you know apex legends a battle royale style game that was created by a previous titan for you know he was a predator and and they've they've created this whole series, you know, similar to like Dragon Ball, and it could just go on and on and on. But one thing I did yeah. notice though, Jules, is that obviously it's released on in December, which mm -hmm. is gonna potentially be around the time of you know season a new season. Uh huh. Oh. So and this whole book is basically gonna be situated around Pathfinder interviewing other legends, still oh. trying to track down his creator. How many legends are going to be in the book? Exactly. That's so this could potentially be an opening to something new for season seven, maybe. Obviously, yeah. we're, we're coming to the end of season five, hopefully. Season six, we still have no idea. Like, they've been really cloak and dagger about season six. But going into this now with this book, there could be so much more info for season seven, which I'm very excited to explore and have a look at. I mean... Yeah, since they already know till season, I don't know, 40 it, right now. Yeah, <laughs> they're already working. 40 seasons later. Yeah. <laughs> they're already working on that. So, yeah, like I'm saying, uh, Respawn, take my money. And they definitely got my money with the Summer of Plunder sale. 
that's going on in the shop right now. So if you haven't checked out the shop, you need to because the Void Walker bundle's back. Or the Voidwalker skin for Wraith is there. Um, there's a new recolor of uh, a skin for Loba. We got, uh, what is it called? Uh, Lifeline and Bangalore. Really beautiful skins there. A lot of gun charms. New The, the previously talked about uh, Loba P2020. That's a beautiful gun skin there. And a Holy Grail bundle, Lucky Cat bundle, Treasure Trove bundle. All of those bundles are just designed to to you know for me to lose money man i bought the holy grail bundle because the holy grail uh, i did as well i'm not gonna lie to you i got the lucky cat one too and i opened like 33 packs no heirloom so i'm sad but um they're all in the shop right now so go check it out if you haven't been there in a while uh because i was i was in the middle of a stream and i was like so somebody's like summer sale summer sale i was like oh buddy and i opened it i was like oh man i gotta spend money jesus love it <laughs> um but yeah if you don't have the void uh, the big one was the void walker skin do you already have it i don't think i've seen you rock i it. i have the void walker skin yeah I, I as soon as it launched in the in the store i picked it up um i just gotcha. couldn't help myself yeah you know, it literally sure. had to be uh yeah, it had to be the the one for me, but uh, yeah, really, 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 really like what they've done with bringing it back. Because uh, you know there yeah. were a lot of people that were unable to get it when it first came out. Me being one of sure. them, because I was invested in the game, but not enough to actually spend money because I wasn't sure where the game was going to go. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they brought it back. It was it's one of my favorite skins. I'm really enjoying it, especially with the kunai, the heirloom as well. Ooh. So it does look picturesque. Um, I did post a nice photo with my my wraith pop figure as well because I have finally completed <laughs> my my uh my Apex Legends pop figure collection. Yeah. So I've now got all of the legends. Um, nice. So yeah, I was really really happy with this skin. And uh, I was half expecting potentially Respawn to do like a recolor of it. I had this dream. So uh, it sounds a bit weird, but I had a dream last night that actually they released the skin, but with a recolor. So there would be the original skin color with the all white with the purple visor. And then you could also, there was like two parts to it. And the second part was a complete jet black skin with a purple visor. But obviously, yeah, I don't think... uh, it would be easy to spot a completely jet black skin in some areas of the map. So, no, even like with different color helmet, I was thinking like even if they changed the helmet to like a teal or something, yep. that would be pretty dope. But I was that like, wait, awesome. that's just Headshot City. That's super Literally. easy. All black and then just a teal head. Like, oh shit, you're gonna be getting headshotted from mm-hmm. across the map. Literally, yeah. Um, but here, yeah, Voidwalker skin. If you don't have, if you're a true fan of the podcast you need that skin um you can also unlock loba and stuff there's the the treasure trove bundle is one that i can't get behind i'm not a big fan of the the r301 skin it's like an all gold uh kind of brownish color but i already have a lot of really cool r301 skins but then you get like 50 plus how many is like 70 i don't know they're all a deal like all of these bundles are are pretty good deal, so you get like a bunch of packs with that one. So, um, just go check it out, see if anything uh, fits your fancy. I think it's gonna be there for a week, um, so you have enough time. I th- I'm gonna get the Lifeline and Bangalore skins because um, those are really beautiful. Like the colors are really nice. So, they are nice. Um, check that out. And speaking of Bangalore, we have some news that 
going forward, um, there's going to be more of a focus on Bangalore season six. So a lot of the people that work on Apex are really great about tweeting. I really wish that the main respawn and Apex Twitter accounts were better about tweeting. Like, I love all these different people that are working on it. Yeah. They always tweet. They always answer fans and stuff. But I really want the main account to do that, too, you know? Yeah, it would be quite cool. Um, But we have some info about Bangalore. Uh, I mean, do you think we're going to get a change there? Do we we think that there's going to be a change to her kit? Some people, I mean, I want to know your opinion. Because some people are saying, like, she's perfect. She's well-balanced. She's been well-balanced since the beginning. That's why she hasn't changed. But because she hasn't changed, that's why she needs to change. You know? So, like, there's there's two opposite ends of the coin there uh, about uh, thoughts around the character Bangalore. So, now that we know that Season 6 is going to be more focused on her, do you think that's going to make a change happen there with her kit? I'm, I'm quite a firm believer in saying if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Sure. But... At the same time, I uh, go going back. Obviously, referring back to our previous episode, last the last episode that we done with ranking the mm. legends. Obviously, I pitched Bangalore quite low down because when it comes down yeah. to it, her ultimate isn't really that powerful. If you're going to look at an ultimate very similar to that with Gibraltar's ult, you know the 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 barrage of missiles that come down at instant impact. Whereas Bangalore's very slow to detonate, takes a while to get away. Her smoke is quite actually annoying. When you're on a team, if you're on a team with a Bangalore <laughs> yeah. and they're just popping smokes left, right, and center, it can be quite annoying because um, you can't see anything. You literally can't see. <laughs> so trying to trying to do the one thing where you have to see and shoot the enemy, and then she pops a smoke and you can't see anything, it kind of defeats the whole point of the object. Like yeah. evading and escaping, brilliant. Like when she's being shot at, like her her defense, like her call to action for defense is great. But when it comes to actually like aggressively pushing a team or anything like that, I find that she is quite weak in that forefront. Um, it would be nice to see a slight change, potentially like, you know, keep the the range of where the missiles land in her ult. Sure. Brilliant. I think detonation may be slightly quicker. But then I think the reason why the detonation is so slow is the trade-off of the range. Because obviously Gibraltar's ult, when that comes down, that's in a fixed area. There's a zone. You see all the missiles coming down. Whereas with Bangalore's, it kind of is just a complete zone, like an area that's just covered. Yeah. And I think that's the trade-off. But I, I mean, if if they were to do any sort of update to, to Bangalore, I think her passive is great. Her evade when she's shot at and she can dip away from a gunfight very quickly unscathed. I yeah. think that's perfect for her. And the type of character that she is. I think her smokes potentially... It would be quite cool now. Because of how far into the game we are. And all the different variations of Legends. And what they can do. With there now starting to be a connection with Legends. Out like with the lore and the, the backstory. It would be quite cool to see some connective gameplay. Say for example. You know. Bangalore's smoke goes off. An Arkstar gets thrown into the smoke. It electrifies the smoke. Or if a thermal oh. goes in, it's it it doesn't double the damage, but it spreads the damage of a thermal just spreading amongst the smoke. Something sure. a little bit like environmental would be quite cool, I think. Yeah, Com- completely so like, OP, it, but really cool. Yeah, I mean, Caustic's gas is OP. Like Caustic's ultimate's OP. Like it's whatever <laughs> you can do. Whatever you can change it to like one or two. 
uh damage every time if you throw thermal into the smoke but like that's a really cool idea to just manipulate the things that you're you've already known um maybe going towards you know the the new map that we're gonna talk about (laughs) maybe in that in that area is like okay now she can kind of do this like she unlocks i don't know it's really interesting because we have story progression um we have story progression with the quests and everything, but are we going to ever see like progression as far as abilities? I mean, you talking about that just kind of made me think about like, will we ever see a character's kit change drastically? Like, can it change drastically? It's like, yeah. well, uh, for, for the first five seasons, this character was this, but then like something happened in the story and now she has to do this or like, you know, in, in the quest, Octane lost his legs. Like yep. <laughs> <laughs> imagine if they put that into the game somehow. Yeah. And it was like, well, now, you know, it, it, ever since he lost his legs in season five, he has to do something else. And that would justify the double jump or he has, you know, uh, badass legs now or like he, he, you know, so, so I'm interested if they're ever going to go that route where, storyline is going to take precedent over uh in-game stuff and change that forever cuz we see that with you know the map town takeovers we see that change that changes the map forever yeah until you know whatever can they do it with legends i don't know there there is potential there and it would be quite cool to see i think they they have the opportunity there but one thing mm-hmm. i want to do is kind of talk about the potential new map that kind of has been hinted about quite a lot well we can talk about the new map and the end of the quest the end of everything that's been going on in season five the epilogue ashes to ashes we can all talk about that in the final circle final round beginning ring countdown man we gave you all a week to finish all of your quests, catch up on all the treasure packs. We gave you some time, but now, spoiler alert, spoilers going forward. <laughs> we're going to talk about what happened at the end of the, what is it called? What's the what's the quest called? The Broken the, Ghost. Yeah, the Broken Ghost quest. We're going to talk about the epilogue, Ashes to Ashes, everything that means. And then we're going to talk about our final speculations about what's going on possibly in season six so my goodness project so many things i mean so many things happened mind blown mind blown the final episode i like to call Mm -hmm. them episodes because they they literally feel like when you do the actual quest like the mission and then you read the the text afterwards like the conversations that they're having like i mean we lost it with gibby and and caustic right we lost it that finding out that core, I mean, we kind of knew Caustic was this rat character. He's quite devious. He's quite, you know, manipulative and stuff. But, you know, that conversation really stirred it up. And then to have this final episode where we actually, you know, the finale of it and Ash, like we kind of knew Ash was being built anyway. Yeah. After all the talks of an artifact 30 years after, you know, Ash was defeated. The Apex games have started. Loba's come in. She's looking for this artifact, which, you know, we all know Hammond Robotics were involved with Ash in the building of of the robots and the simulacrums and all this stuff. And so to actually have Ash being a part of this and the resurrection of Ash 
to now then have when they place when you place Ash's head, the artifact onto the body. You go into the final vault and you see this this completely distraught body can like just hanging there. Yeah. And you reattach the head and this real spooky scenario, the 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 vigorous sort of snapping movements of the head on top of the body to then be greeted with this small, you know, audio speech from Ash mm-hmm. saying welcome to Olympus and a few other things like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's really interesting because um, I normally play the quests as caustic. Yep. Because, you know, all the prowlers and stuff, it's just a lot easier for me just to throw stuff down as I'm shooting. But I did play caustic at the epilogue. I was like, oh, this is really weird. Like, this is interesting because of yep. the, the whole caustic storyline that went through uh, the entire quest. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. He's just finally doing, you know, doing the thing. But, um, yeah, we have the end of uh, the end in the epilogue. I I, I want to talk about you know Loba and Revenant story, but we're on it right now. Ash to ashes, the path ends here. Welcome to Olympus, as well as like a bunch of other stuff. I have like I have it pulled up, but I have uh, all this other nonsense that she talks about um, gates, numbers, all this stuff that she's kind of tweaking out, and then she finally says the thing and uh, reboots and and things like that. So, I mean, wow. What an interesting way to end. What a cliffhanger. You know, uh, this is how we get introduced to something. And we know from all of our knowledge and our Apex knowledge that this means it's going to be another map. We already kind of knew that. But something that we touched on at the very beginning that kind of came to fruition, uh, this quest as well, was Revenant wants to die. (laughs) Like, Revenant wants to die. Like, what? I mean, well, he's I mean, lived he, for he, a very long time. <laughs> yeah, he's and, seen and an apparently awful lot. He's 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 in agony. He's in pain. Or you know what? So so he says. That's what he says. I don't know how credible he is. I'm I'm assuming he's very credible. It all makes sense. Everything that he was saying to Loba, um, but it finally was that you know we see the the enemy of my enemy was the name of the thing. And and you were saying that since the beginning, like we were saying that this was going to happen, but then Revenant became such a prominent bad guy. He Mm. was the antagonist the entire time. And then last episode, I think it was where we finally just gave up on the idea that they were going to team up at all. But in the very end, he's like, yeah, you're the only one Loba. You're the last one. You're the the only one that got close enough to finally finding my source code and killing me. And I can't kill me. I can't, you know, do anything to me. So, yeah, I want to be there. Do it, please. And it's like, whoa, what? And then Bangalore's there. They have this whole scene with Bangalore there. And and uh, she doesn't think anybody notices. But, of course, Revenant knows she's there. Um, and, and it's just really interesting. Like, how... What do you, what do you think Loba's going to do? She going to go through it? Go through with it? It's definitely a cliffhanger. Definitely a yeah. cliffhanger. I mean, they've they've teed it open perfectly for the next season PvP sort of scenario. But this then, you know, puts more questions in my mouth to think, are we actually going to get a new map in Season 6? Is Olympus, the floating city in the clouds, is that just going to be a PvP thing? You know, is it just going to be a scenario for PvP? Are we getting a new uh-huh. map? You know, we don't know. 
still no information about whether we're getting a new legend or not. Yeah. There, there's nothing in the story, in the PvP story, that showed we're getting a new legend apart from the whole scenario with Ash. But if, let's be honest, yeah. hanging there literally on your last legs like there was barely anything <laughs> attached yeah uh, so i don't think she ash is going to be a new very character formidable. exactly yeah. like you, that would need a lot of a lot of work to bring sure. ash back um you know and so again yeah like are they going to bring this whole float? Because I had this really cool idea of if they did bring a new map, like the whole map would be Olympus floating city. And obviously, because where they, ha where it's, you know, it's a, it's just one sized map and, mm. you know, the edges of the map could be the edges of the city because it is a floating city. Like, so if you fall off the edge of the map, you just fall off the, the city yeah. and you just fall wherever and your death box just spawns back onto the map and it, sure. it you know the the whole dynamic and the aesthetics of what the map could look like would be brilliant obviously i don't know how they would do it because it is a city so there'll just be skyscrapers everywhere it could just be a whole pandemonium of what like hyperscape is like you know that map yeah, is, is a sure. city basically like could olympus could this be a new dynamic for for apex legends you know both Kings Canyon I mean, and World's Edge are quite open maps. Like, is could this be a potential new map and have it quite enclosed for close quarter combat, maybe? Sure. I mean, it, it could really be anything. I mean, we saw at the end, at the very end, like a text conversation, an aim conversation between Ooh. Lifeline and, who was it, Octane? Octane, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were like, oh, buddy, like, the, what? why are they the games are moving we got to move with them yep. uh, they're going back to they're going to Olympus whatever all this stuff um, but I, I'm really curious and I, I, I've been thinking about this like how much connection to the outside world do the legends have right now like during the games are they able to see their you know quote, maybe family and friends or, or are they able to see their home because what would be interesting would be is if they go back they go to Olympus and it's just completely destroyed by Hammond or completely changed or something, something catastrophic changed from the last time the legends that live there. Yeah. Uh, it's just completely different than what, where they left it. And it, what would be interesting is like, what happened to my home? You know, like they can go down that whole storyline where it, it is like just a, a a huge arena it takes up the whole world or whatever or the the sky and it, it changed the entire place that they knew and loved from before the games and they can go that whole route with the storyline like that will put some characters on the train of fuck Hammond you know yeah that would put them on so that would be an interesting way uh, to do that but i'm really curious if it's gonna be what the legends know or if it's gonna be completely different than what they remember yeah it's very interesting know. to see and i i mean for me i'm i'm very because they mentioned in the text scenario with lifeline and octane octane is very I mean, he's quite a skitty, nervous character, anyway. You know, he's not—he's <laughs> yeah. not all there. He's—he's he's had yeah, one too yeah. many stims, and he's—you know—he's so far gone yeah. with it. But they—they they mentioned Ash mentioned a couple of names, and Octane was very nervous about the fact that how could Ash know these names? I 
couldn't quite remember the names or hear the names, but um, you know, it's Darian, Duardo, something like that. Yeah, like ha- like yeah, Delta Gate, Beta Gate, just random stuff. Yeah. So how 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 is this now tying into a potential? You know, they're moving to a new location. That kind of seems pretty solid, I think, because of what they've mentioned. Like they they yeah. spoke about the Apex Games moving. They have to move with it. So that says everything to me that there is going to be a new location, whether it's PvP or a new mo- like multiplayer map for the Apex Games. Sure. But now I'm intrigued to know what these names are for and what they're about, you know? Um, yeah. So this then stems further questions as to, you know, and also what was the UFO structure about? You know, the, the Shrugtool had found, the data miner Shrugtool found a UFO like structure in game files marked Olympus code strings and littered with cherry blossoms that grow on Samanth. And it looks like Olympus oh. will be the next a- Apex map. So- yeah. I mean, what's with the Mila storyline? Like, we, th- I mean, there, there's, there's so many open ended questions, so many open ended like storylines that they can do that we haven't seen any indication that they're going to go down that way so so most likely me and you can agree mm-hmm. 97 98 i think we're going to go to a new map we're getting another map that's that's it but are there going to be more legends i mean you would think there's going to be another legend right they have not indicated at all uh anything we have the the whole mila crypto storyline that's still going they they might just extend that a whole nother quest you know they might incorporate that into a quest or we could see mila as a next you know as a next apex legend like there's no i want to know i want to know already you know It, it just sucks uh and and will this map change change that you know because mila was on king's canyon is mila not going to be there anymore like where does that storyline go now that they're moving um i've i think an easy route that they can go is that they go to this new city and then they have another champion from the city it's like bring me your best person okay they're going to be thrown into the games now that's an easy route to put another character in the game, but I want something a little more extravagant. You know, I want something with story. I want something, uh, you know, crazy. Maybe yeah. like, I don't know. I don't. I don't want it to just be like, okay, this is the next person in line here, and let's put you in now, and now you're a part of it. It's like I, I want something a little bit more. So, so what do you think? Do you, are we getting another legend? How many legends? Who do you think it's is it going to be? I mean. It, uh, yeah, this is, but one thing I do want to quickly just bring up as well, um, which sure. I, I did forget about and I've just seen it and it's reminded me, is Tom, Tommy Cass on Twitter, who writes a lot <laughs> yeah. of the stories he's involved in, you know, he's a big input here. For those of you that don't yeah. know, he's basically the guy that does all of the, the Apex Law stuff and Every sort of storyline is, you know, it, it. I mean, everybody at Respawn are doing a great job with the lore and the storyline sure. behind this. But one thing I, I have seen and from his tweet is that they are talking about Bangalore being more involved in the story for season six. They are going to put her at the forefront of season six. Yeah. 
So the tweet was, now, do you think we'd put our girl front and center only to just drop her in season six? Oh, ye of little faith. The tough, not here to make friends facade is just starting to crack. She's letting her guard down a little. And that means her journey's just getting started. And that was that was tweeted out just at the end, yeah. like after the, the final episode or the final quest mission went live. So, you know, there could be possibility that we might not get a new legend, but we're now delving into a bigger story with Bangalore. But then that's still, you know, they, they could just pull something out of the bag and introduce a new legend to that could potentially be linked with Bangalore from Bangalore's past. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we, we see, don't like, know. that's what I'm saying. I want something a little next level. I want, you know, Lifeline sister mm-hmm. or something, you know, yeah. like something next level with that would be it. I would love that. I don't want just, you know, Joe Schmo that was the strongest out of his tribe and now he's in it and it's yep. like, okay, cool. You know, this is <laughs> like, going to be a character with real relevance and, yeah. you know, girth behind it. <laughs> um, I think there's another tweet that kind of shuts down the whole Rampart stuff. Yep. Uh, we talked about him in a previous episode about uh, legend theories and things like that. But I, I don't think there's going to be a Rampart. Uh, or if there is going to be Rampart, some of his things like uh, some of his tactiles and stuff that we talked about are going to be changed quite a bit. So I think there was a tweet about that. They, like I said at the beginning, everybody's super good at tweeting about the game and giving us little tidbits and hints and answering questions, but there's not a lot of tweets from the main Apex stuff, and there's not a lot of drops from the main Apex uh, accounts, and I would love more of that stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all up in the air, right? Like, it could literally be anything. They are doing a and really good I- job of, of keeping everything sort of cloak and dagger with it, and I think that's what's yeah. making it so gripping and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, final like what's something that needs to happen in season 6 for you to stay excited about the game for me personally definitely a new map uh-huh. I think if we're going to look at this from just face value a new map would be great I've kind of I enjoy World's Edge I like what they did with Kings Canyon and the changes to Kings Canyon for season 5 you know then adding Crypto's map room was really cool Really nice feature. I land there quite a lot. Yeah. You know, if I want to have mm-hmm. quite a chilled game, I land at, you know, the map room, scan the whole map, and then just play out sure. from there. But I would really like to see just, you know, an up, a new map. My only fear is obviously if there's more maps in the game, the rotations of the maps and stuff, the times of what they're going to do yeah. with ranked and stuff like that. There's just going to be, you're not going to have much time on each map, I don't think, if they yeah. add another map into rotation. But... You know, it would be really cool to see a new map in there or something flavorsome around, you know, Samanth and Olympus. The whole floating city idea really is catching my eye. I think it'd be a real cool scenario. What do you think about loadout right now? Do you think... I already know the answer to the question, but I want to ask anyway. Do you think there's going to be any more room for another gun, uh, another big shift? Because uh, if you're fairly new to the game before they had... Uh, you know, sniper ammo, and we've talked kind of talked about it before. But they have this whole sniper class now. They didn't used to have a sniper class. It just used to be they used to be in different categories. Like, uh, you know, we've talked about the uh, the longbow used to be a heavy weapon, so it would use heavy ammo and stuff like that. Do you think there's going to be any big shifts in the loadout situation? And is there possibly going to be more weapons? 
I mean, we have the mobile respawn beacon. That's another addition to the RNG that's either good or bad. But do you think we can, we're going to see another big change uh, going into season six? It would be nice to see something different. I had a thought the other day about explosive weapons being put into the game. Uh-huh. I thought that would be quite cool. Obviously, yeah. I've played a little bit of Hyperscape and seen how the explosive mechanic works in that game. It would be quite cool to see something in sure. Apex around that, maybe like a grenade launcher or something. Nothing too OP, yeah. nothing too overpowered, but you know, just a, a new dynamic, a new shift in what could potentially just shake things up. From a competitive point of view, you know, they they need to just try and balance weapons a little bit more. The Mastiff is still very unbalanced. Um, you mm. know, for those of you that would probably know and have experienced the 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 triple thirteen threat of just hitting thirteen, thirteen, <laughs> thirteen. You know, it's it's becoming oh, a regular man. occurrence now, especially. Yeah. Um, but it would be quite nice to see potentially like maybe a new SMG. You know, we've got the R9. That's sure. a, a personal favorite and is probably the one of the most used weapons in the game. Um, the alternator stat is, you know, pretty shaping is shaping up quite well. But it would be quite cool, you know, because we, we, you know, with the energy weapons, we've got an energy LMG. We've got the Havoc, which is an energy assault rifle. It would be quite cool to see potentially the vault. I've seen some some content around potentially the vault being introduced to mm -hmm. the game, which was an energy SMG from the Titanfall series. I think that would be quite a cool weapon to have in there, but obviously they would need to make sure the damage and the recoil of the weapon is balanced because that is a very fast-firing gun. It, yeah. But that's, that's the point. It is a very rapid-firing gun, so it would be kind of, you know, it, it, it would fit in very well, I think, um, for close-quarter gunfights. Sure, but I, I mean, you I, talked about uh, you talked about some explosive, yeah, uh, possibly adding an explosive uh, gun or a gun class or anything. We have in the files, we do have voice lines for that stuff already. So there is already voice lines, explosive ammo here, so and so ammo here, this this gun ammo here, whatever. So there's already voice lines to it. It's just when or if they're going to actually put it in the game. And we already know that there's, there, there is some hinting at uh, some sort of rocket launcher, maybe some sort of explosive. So yeah, you're, you're, I mean, you're not too far off. I mean, that, that's kind of what's missing, right? That's, yeah. that's definitely in, in main game, you know, FPS stuff. We have, you know, the rocket launcher. We have some sort of huge grenade launcher or, you know, uh, if you're playing hyperscape, it's every other weapon. That's something like that, yeah. right? So, because in I mean, my it, head, in my head, I'm yeah. just thinking. I'm because whenever I think of stuff like weapon scenarios, I put my, I try to put my head into a, a situation of where it can be used. So, say for example, so many people at the moment are up in arms about caustic, caustic camping in a building, or Watson caustics just sat with fences in caustic traps in a building. What good way to combat that? than to go in with a grenade launcher that can just ping and damage, destroy traps, yeah. destroy fences, damage players that are camping in buildings without you having to actually go into the building. Or you could just pop the door open slightly because sometimes a caustic trap, you know, if you're an inexperienced caustic player or you're learning how to play caustic, sometimes the caustic traps aren't close to the, the door frame. So you can open Oof, the door. You don't have to call me out, bud. I'm sorry, Jeez. Jules. I'm guilty of it as well, to be fair. I'm I'm guilty of it as, as well. Uh, that's not me admitting that I'm a caustic main, by the way, for anyone listening. Oh. I'm not a caustic main. I still despise caustic. Hmm. 
Okay. But yeah, a grenade launcher in that scenario, an explosive weapon in that scenario would definitely counter the whole triggering torment behind, you know, the Corsic traps just locked sure. in a room. So give us your thoughts. Send us an email. Voidwalkerpod at gmail.com. Voidwalkerpod at gmail.com. I want to know your theories about season six. Anything that we might have missed? Anything that we didn't talk about? Um, you can leave us a Apple Podcast review as well. Leave us a five stars if you really like us. But you can le- leave us an Apple Podcast review and we'll read it on the show as well if that's easier than sending an email for you. Um, yeah, I want to know all the things. I love theories. I love theorizing. We gave you some of our thoughts about what's going in, what should be added, what's, what we think the storyline is going to be, what's going forward. And we want to hear from you. I want to know what you think. But I think it's time for uh, tips from the Outlands. Get some tips from the good old project himself. Uh, we talked a lot about maps today. Um, and I wanted to know if you have any different strategies depending on which map you're playing. And mainly because we haven't had a whole lot of time with World's Edge. How do I get good at World's Edge? Uh, like, how do I get good at playing World's Edge? And do you have a different mindset? depending on if you're landing in King's Canyon versus World Edge? Personally, I definitely do have a different mindset for both maps. They're both very different uh, with, you know, so many different aspects to the map that, you know, changes every gunfight. Like World's Edge is a lot bigger and it has a lot more areas, like we were mentioning earlier, about camping in certain buildings. You know, when you land in Fracture, that area there, it's a bit of a hot drop. Um, So, you know, I mean, if, if... if you're new to the game and you're approaching King's Canyon, nearer to the center of the map is where you're going to find a lot of uh, action, a lot of interaction. Not so much potentially the best loot, but you will be inundated with a lot of players that will be landing in and around the area. But you can traverse around the map quite quickly. So King's Canyon does kind of teach you how to manage, maintain and maneuver quickly you know, learn to loot faster, pick up things faster, loot death boxes quicker, um, you know, move to the zone a lot faster because of the size of the map and also with bullet volume. So one thing I would definitely say is if if you're going into King's Canyon, just mentally prepare yourself for quick fire gunfights and try to just maneuver through these gunfights as quickly as possible to loot quicker to then be prepared for a third party potentially coming in. With World's Edge, though, it kind of is a complete change of pace, depending on where you land. Like, if you like, if you're new to the game, I would definitely suggest sort of jumping later or off mm-hmm. to the north or the south, where there's a split in the map, like epicenter. Um, there's a nice area that I tend to go to that's got a fairly decent bit of loot, which is the survey camp um, yeah. up near the the north of the map. That's Ep- not too bad. Yeah, yeah, just off of Epicenter. But you have the gun racks that were introduced last season in there. So, mm-hmm. you know, so you've, you've got the gun racks that are on, on the actual wall of, the, of some of the buildings that are there. But then also you've got sort of dome going through to Lava City. Those two areas are really hot for loot. Like, and nine times out of ten, you don't really get many people landing there as well. Um, obviously, you do get a lot of interaction. And, in, I mean, it's very rare that you won't see anything on mirage voyage but you know that's a hot drop you will get a lot of people landing there try to kind of stay clear of that um, kind of no matter what right no matter where the no matter where it's going through the map there's always a lot of people 
that are gonna find Mirage Voyage yeah. and just drop and set it off. And I'm like, oh my god, it's 100%. so loud. And you can hear it as well. Like the the game yeah. volume, like the bullet volume, the the audio in this game is, I would say, a little bit. It it kind of needs a little bit of a rework. But you know, there is another area as well. Like Skyhook is quite a nice area because it is a built-up city location. It is quite a cool area to land. Um, to sort of gather your bearings, you know, get yourself some ample loot. I do tend to find some, you know, nice purple bits of loot there or blue from time to time. But majority mm-hmm. of the time, if I land Skyhook, I'm level one decked out with an R9 or an R301 or even a flatline or a prowler, uh, even with hop-ups as well. And, you know, you can set yourself up well by just targeting these sort of areas on the map. Um, yeah. And just be be prepared for a longer game. The it's a proven record that's the games that happen on World's Edge do last longer because the map is bigger. It takes a while mm-hmm. to traverse through the map. It takes a while to see other squads unless you're landing like on Fracture or Harvester or Mirage Voyage. Um, another sneaky little tip as well. One thing that I've noticed is if you're traveling from south to north or southeast to southwest or south uh, southwest to to north northeast, you've got. In the northeast corner of the map, you do still have, which a lot of people kind of forget about because the event was, wasn't was really bigged up too much, but Bloodhound's event where the... I like to call it the Cave of Wonders <laughs> <laughs> because it's filled with gold loot. You've got gold yeah. armor, backpack, knockdowns, and you just do the trials, the Bloodhound trials. You kill the Prowlers in there. You are entitled to some gold loot in there for your team. You know, you could get yeah. two golden backpacks, potentially two golden knockdowns. You know, golden armor, purple backpacks, purple knockdowns, purple armor, blues. You know, there is... And there's a great array of weapons in there as well. But obviously, you have to take out the prowlers. So, if you're traveling from southwest of the map up to southeast... um, Northeast, sorry. And there have been quite a lot of people jumping out. And there's not many people coming to the end of the, the, the drop then definitely take that route, get in there, then tr- then then travel through Skyhook afterwards and loot Skyhook. You'll probably bump into a couple of teams in Skyhook, but you and your team will be pretty much kitted to, 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 to go through the map. So that's a, another little area that a lot of people tend to just kind of forget about, mm-hmm. but you will get yourself some good loot and, and sort of be geared up for the, for the rest of the game. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, especially with World's Edge, I mean, I feel a lot more safer, uh, a lot safer picking up, Sniper rifles, more long-range weapons, just because, like you said, you're kind of traversing a map, and people are moving, people are moving towards the circle, and it is huge, and there's so much open area. So, uh, with Kings Canyon, I'll almost never pick up anything, uh, you know, with a, a, a large sight or... or any sniper rifle class or anything, but I feel more comfortable doing that on World's Edge, so that's another thing um, that I do, personally that could help but yeah that's all good information for anybody uh just starting or anything like that and anybody that's trying to get better at world's edge because we're seeing a lot of it and i anticipate king's canyon um sort of getting a pack back seat maybe uh whenever we get a new map hopefully in season six so we'll see uh let us know if you have any I don't know, tips or thoughts or anything, how to get better at World's Edge, let us know. Pretty much anything at all. Let We want that interaction. We want to talk. Let us know in the emails. Voidwalkerpod, voidwalkerpod at gmail.com. Again, give us a, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you like us. Share us with a friend. Project, where can they find you in between the episodes? As always, 
I am on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash I am project with a three, not an E. And on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash I am project with a three, not an E. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jules the Human, J U L E S, the Human, on all social media and Twitch. Like I said before, we're always streaming Apex Legends. If we're not streaming Apex Legends, you can still talk to us about Apex Legends. Just come in. Uh, and, and mention you listen to the podcast or something like that. We've seen a lot of people super hyped about the podcast. We've seen a lot of people listening, which is insane. Uh, show us to a friend. We would love to grow the community. And if uh, you haven't been to a Twitch stream before, why not make mine or projects your first ever Twitch stream to join? You know, there's there's not so much of an overlap between podcast listeners and Twitch streamers, but we're we're trying to bridge the gap. I mean, come on in. It's it's an active, real-time conversation. We would love to see you in our streams. Uh, drop us a follow on Twitter, at us or whatever on Twitter. Like, hey, I listen to Voidwalker. Awesome. We'll retweet you or whatever. We'll talk to you. We want that interaction between uh, us and you because we're all enthusiastic about the same video game. Like, we already have a connection. I mean, we have that in common. So, get talking to us. We love your faces. And we'll see you next week. We have our Apex Champions. Champions.